KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to The Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective. And in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for The Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week at The Extraordinary Talk Show with your host, Della Hill. We are going into four years doing this show. Crazy and or extraordinary, depending on your definitions of those things. Let me start with the same things as always. I'm so glad you came here to listen to me talk. Thank you for listening to me, but please do not believe anything that I say just because I say it. And as always, don't believe, don't do anything I do just because I do it. If you, in hearing me or in hearing yourself, you find a chord of truth or curiosity, please follow that. I want to talk to you today about how powerful you are, which is kind of what I talk to you about every week, just in a different way. You are an incredibly powerful being. Incredibly, incredibly, more than you know. You have superpowers that you have not yet acknowledged or discovered or learned how to use. And I think that this is pretty amazing. I have talked before about how this life is for us, what this life is for us, that I do believe, in fact, that these flesh bodies that we live in are our flesh virtual reality suits for our consciousness to come down here and explore this earth and enjoy it. And as that, before we came here, when we were planning it out with God, we all agreed that we could get to make our own choices so that we could have the most amazing lives that we wanted, that nobody else could tell us what we had to do. Or they could they could advise, they could even legislate it, but it comes down to that we get to make our own choices. And one of the incredibly powerful things about that is no one can ever, ever take that away from you. Your agency is your free agency. And sometimes people like to say, hey, 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 free agency doesn't mean it's free from the consequences. You're absolutely right. That is part of manifesting and creating our lives the way that we do. Is recognizing that we don't always know what consequences might come from our actions, but we choose them anyway. And that is what free agency is. Is the freedom not from the consequences, but the freedom to choose even with the consequences. I've heard it said, too, that your free will, your right to free will or your right to swing your arm ends where your arm hits my face. And I think that that's true, at least in that context, that you have the right to freedom to swing your arms around in the air as much as you want, as long as you're careful to not do it in a way that might smack my face because that interferes on my freedom. And these are things we need to remember. A lot of times people think that, well, here's a mistake people make. This is a God mistake. People think that they have God behind them. Truth is we all have God behind us. But, and this is a mistake I've been guilty of. I can see my own behaviors when I did these things so I can recognize it. When you believe in a spiritual doctrine 
that tells you that there is right and wrong, then as long as you think you're doing all the right things, then anyone who's not doing what you're doing, you might think that they're wrong. And you might say, well, God told me this is the right way to do it, so anyone who does it any other way is wrong. But clearly, God didn't tell those other people to do it the same way that you did, which is why they're doing it the way that they are, and you don't know that that's wrong. You can't say what's wrong. That's between them and God. Here's a fun reminder. Whatever relationship you have with God is between you and God. If that means you don't believe in God and you don't have a relationship, that's your choice. Cool. If you believe in God as whatever God is, that's your choice. And I support you in believing in God however you want to believe in God. What I personally have a problem with is when people think that others should live according to their beliefs in God. So, for example, if my belief in God was that I should wear a spaghetti hat every day or a spaghetti bowl on my head every day, it'd be one thing for me to walk around wearing a spaghetti bowl on my head every day. I have a right to do that. What I don't have a right to do is walking around handing out spaghetti bowl hats and strapping them onto people's heads who don't want to wear them. That's what I don't have a right to do. So we need to be aware when we are using our agency to not step on others' agency. Now, maybe me and my friends have figured out we can't strap spaghetti hats, spaghetti bowl hats onto everybody, but we're just going to stand over here on this corner with our spaghetti bowl hats, and we're going to point out and snicker and laugh at and make fun of everyone who's not wearing spaghetti bowl hats because God told us that we are right for wearing spaghetti bowl hats. Therefore, anyone who does not wear a spaghetti bowl hat must be wrong and we are right to tell them so. Tell me, do you agree with that? Because I think it'd be fun. And there is a, I would not profess to say that that's what they teach, but there is a type of church that does celebrate or worship perhaps with spaghetti bowl hats. I don't know enough about it. My friend Mark Brandt has told me more, but that's something I would have actually be interested to look into because I appreciate different ways to celebrate spirituality and learn about God. Point is, when I say it's a God mistake, it's people who believe in God often use God as an excuse to not be nice to other people. But God is always loving and understanding and so if you are using God's name to say that someone else is bad, that's, that's kind of hypocritical, just so you know. And don't feel too bad about that because everyone is hypocritical. Because if you try to say that you're not hypocritical, you are then being hypocritical in claiming that you're not hypocritical. So don't feel bad about being a little bit hypocritical. We're all a little bit hypocritical. Just try to keep it down to the little bit. I mentioned to my station manager, Sean, the quote that I'm about to share with you, and his eyes rolled so hard he almost went blind. I'm going to share it anyway. But you'll understand why his eyes rolled, because it's pretty cliche, but the reason it's cliche is because we've said it a lot. You've heard it a lot. In fact, if I tell you what movie and what character, you'll already know what it is that I'm about to tell you. 
it's Spider-Man and Uncle Ben. And Uncle Ben says what? With great power comes great responsibility. My friends, we have this power. We have superpowers. We have abilities and resources beyond that which we comprehend and understand. I want to talk about superpowers specifically because I think that we all have superpowers. I think that everyone has certain things that they are really good at. I think everyone has a knack for something. Even people who have a hard time reading or dyslexic or would score really low on an IQ test or whatever have something that they're good at. Purposes that they serve in a unique and special way that nobody else can serve. And I think that's very important. I think it should be acknowledged. We all have abilities within us that are kind of phenomenal. You've probably seen people on TV or online who can do crazy things like not sleep or flip through a book and tell you word for word what was on page 189 or all kinds of crazy different things. We have these fictional movies about superheroes, but what do we really know? How do we really know that those are all fiction? What if? What if there were people with super superpowers? And what would you do if one of those superpowers started to just develop for you? What would you do if you realized that you had a superpower? And if you could choose it, what superpower would you pick? I've heard high, super high metabolism as a great one. But I've also talked to people who have that and they don't always agree. I noticed that I have a couple of superpowers. You don't have to believe me. I will show you. One of my superpowers is something I've been working on my whole life. And I actually will demonstrate this for you, which I'll tell you, I'm going to give you a few things here in this episode, guys, that are a little bit vulnerable for me. And I'm going to do this one. In fact, what I would normally do is play music on the background, but because we're live on the air and live on the radio and I don't want to have to deal with uh, records, recording, whatever. I'm not going to play the background music. And if I played the background music, you would probably think that I'm about to play something different. So I'm, I'm going to take a quick drink of water <coughs> and cough. And I'm going to warn you that I'm not warmed up for this. One of my superpowers is... I can perform pretty much any Weird Al karaoke song. You guys have heard me talk about that I'm a fan of Weird Al. You've heard my story of the crazy way that I got to meet him. If you were here that long ago. And that was two, like two years ago, actually. Three years ago. But if you, na- if you can name a Weird Al song, I can probably karaoke it. And there's two songs that people jump to first when I tell them this. One is White and Nerdy. Yes, I can do that too. The other one is Amish Paradise. And I'm going to give you at least the first verse of Amish Paradise from Della. First, I'm going to cough real quick. So hold up one second. This is acapella too, by the way. I got no music. 
As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. But that's just perfect for an Amish like me. You know, I shun fancy things like electricity. At 4.30 in the morning, I'm milking cows. Jebediah feeds the chicken and Jacob plows, fool. And I've been milking and plowing so long that even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone. I'm a man of the land. I'm into discipline. Got a Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin. But if I finish all of my chores and you finish thine, then tonight we're going to party like a 1699. Been spending most our lives living in an Amish paradise. Hitching up the buggy. Churning lots of butter, raised a bun on Monday, soon I'll raise another. Think you're really righteous? Think you're pure in heart? Well, I know I'm a million times as humble as thou art. I'm the pious guy that little omelets want to be like on my knees day and night, scoring points for the afterlife. So don't be vain and don't be whiny, or else my brother I might have to get medieval on your honey. There you go. That's enough. If you want to see more, come see me actually do karaoke. So that's one of my superpowers is Weird Al Karaoke. You want some more, I can pop off about my pancreas at any given time. But that's one thing I'm good at. Another thing I'm good at is communication. I'm excellent at working with kids. I'm excellent at speaking. I'm excellent at translating knowledge into relatable information or translating information into relatable knowledge. For a lot of people, that would be a superpower. For me, it kind of is a superpower because it's something that I wasn't always able to do. I can sit here with you now and relax behind a microphone, behind a camera, but that's not something that was always easy for me to do. You've heard this phrase, a jack of all trades and a master of none. There are some people who you might say have a superpower but their superpower, they only have one good thing that they're really good at, and then they n they're not really good at other things. And then you might have someone else who is perhaps good at a lot of things pretty well, but not masters of anything. That's what you would call a jack of all trades, but a master of none. And I don't think that that fits to everything and every person. I really feel like I found a term I like better. You know how I am. If I don't like what was presented to me, I'll find another option. So the term I like better is a jack of all trades and a master of some. My friends, I believe that I am a jack of all trades and a master of some, and I believe that you are too. And I believe that you will find the things that you are a master of <coughs> when you search for them. When you find the things that you are a master over, Remember your agency. Remember that you have responsibility with your powers. Whatever it is that you're good at, and I guarantee there's something. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. And if you think you found it, develop it. Nobody is a master overnight, even the masters. Especially me. So... When you find something that you're passionate about, something that you want to be a master in, uh, some working with your hands, quilting, or they have master's electricians and master's level education you can get for all kinds of things. And you can get more than one master's degree. There's no limit. As long as you have time, focus, attention, and resources to do it, there's no limit to how many things you can be a master in. 
don't let anyone tell you you can only be a master of one. They're lying. You can be a master of as many things as you want to master. But remember that with mastery comes responsibility. If people specifically request me to sing Weird Al Karaoke, I might have to sing Weird Al Karaoke because it is a superhero and, or is one of my superpowers. And I decided, this is important, that I want to use my powers for good. A long time ago, I had no idea what powers would develop within me, but I knew that some would. And I knew that some already were starting to. And I wanted to make sure that whatever powers I got were used for good. And I've made an effort to do that. I kind of want to admit something to me is vulnerable. Maybe you'll think that it's just silly and it's not that big of a deal and you'll blow it off and it won't be, it won't be serious to you. But it's serious to me. And it's serious to me maybe because I'm still evaluating it and I don't fully understand it. But, and it's, it's also, I'm, gonna afraid, I'm afraid it's going to sound arrogant and that's not how I want it to sound either. But I, I noticed that I had this new and emerging superpower a couple of years ago. But I also noticed that it was dangerous and uncontrolled. And I've watched this power grow and change. And recently I came to a greater understanding of this power. Because what I think I have is an evil power. I think I have an evil superpower. And I'm currently reading, how would I know if I have an evil superpower? I'm currently reading a book called The Supervillain's Hand Guide, which I highly recommend. Very good read. There's also one of my favorite lists that I found online over the many years that I've been searching it is the Evil Overlord list that includes rules like My legions of terror will have helmets with clear plexiglass visors, not face-concealing ones. My ventilation ducts will be too small to crawl through. My noble half-brother whose throne I usurped will be killed, not kept anonymously imprisoned in a forgotten cell of my dungeon. Shooting is not too good for my enemies. I will not glow over my enemy's predicament before killing them. When I've captured my adversary and he says, look, before you kill me, will you at least tell me what this is all about? I'll say no and shoot him. No on seconds of thought, I'll shoot him and then say no. So my point is, if you want to look up evil supervillains, there's actually a lot of really interesting information that you can find out. And even advice on how to be an evil supervillain. Guys, I don't want to be an evil supervillain. In fact, I had people be mean to me often enough when I was younger to know that that was something I didn't want to do to other people. But at the same time, long story short, myself and a lot of people in my family have some level of Asperger's or autism, largely undiagnosed because 40 years ago, they weren't spending as much time diagnosing those things. So when me and my siblings were all a little bit weird, we were just a weird family. And when I was the one of the weirder of all of us, I was just one of the weird kids at school. And actually, I lived, I went to a school that was very understanding and 
while I had some people be mean to me, I didn't deal with that nearly as much as some people do. But I had these two problems. Along with my shade of Asperger's, I had two primary issues. One was that I didn't understand emotions, and one was that I didn't understand social cues. And my friend Holly helped me understand social cues. She gave me cues to understand social cues and help me be better, be less weird. But by the way, weird is a synonym for extraordinary, and I've never given that up. I've always been, on some level, pretty proud of my weirdness and that you're not going to get the same thing from me that you get from everybody else. But along with that, I wanted to fit in. I didn't want to be the weird one. I wanted people to like me and not just laugh at me. And so I used this Asperger's brain of mine to figure out social skills, to learn how to act in a situation, to learn and memorize jokes that I could bring up and drop in any given situation. Hey, uh, I keep mixing up the words uh, jacuzzi and yakuza. So apparently now I'm in hot water with the Japanese mafia. Anyway, I got really good at those things, but what I didn't get good at was understanding emotions. And I'm empathetic in some ways, but there's a level of emotion that you guys get to feel that I think on some level I don't get to feel. And you might say that that's a superpower, but it can also be a big disadvantage. And because here's what happened. When I became socially aware, I learned how to get people's attention and keep it. But what I didn't learn was to understand the emotions that they were trying to share with me. And it took me a long time Maybe not a long time. I hope not a long time. But it took me longer than it maybe should have to realize how dangerous that is. How absolutely dangerous it is to compel people to like you, to want to be around you, to even love you. When you can care about them, but you can never return to them, perhaps quite the same level of emotion, devotion that they have for you. I think that that has the potential to be very, very evil. And the reason that I'm telling you this is because I want accountability. And I want, in case I ever hurt any of you, I want you to know that I'm trying to do better. That there's better out there for all of us. That there's better out there for me. And being aware of when I might hurt someone that's what I was talking about where my rights to swing my arm around stop when they, discon- when they connect with somebody else's face. And whatever your superpowers are, like me, you have to be aware. You have to be accountable that you use your superpowers for good. That I use my ability to make people like me to help other people, not to take advantage of them. And that I do my best 
to match the energy that they send me with something equal and valuable. As you are learning your superpowers, please let me know what you're coming up with. And if you're having the same type of superpower challenges that I'm having. But in the long run, it's a whole heck of a lot of fun. And I believe as long as I remember the reason why I started, why I wanted to become a better person, was because there was too much meanness in the world and I wanted more niceness. And that's all I'm doing here. I hope I'm able to share some niceness with you. I love you guys. Stella with the Extraordinary Talk Show. You've been listening to the Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.